Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Locked On Blues podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman. I'm going to be taking you guys on another solo episode today. Tommy's still feeling a little under the weather. Weather. Make sure you wish him best wishes on Twitter and all that stuff because uh, he's, he's going through it right now. But I uh, hope you feel better, Tommy, when you're editing this. Anyways, busy episode today. The St. Louis Blues took on the Dallas Stars last night and came away with a 4-1 to victory. A really strong performance from the St. Louis Blues once again. Um, defensively, one of their strongest performances of the season. They just continue to get better on that end, which is really, really encouraging. Uh, given the defensive product we saw at the beginning of the season, uh, and given all the adversity that the Blues are going through, it's really, really nice to see the defense succeed as well as it is right now. Um, Jordan Biddington is returning from COVID protocols. Uh, John Gillies got traded, so we'll be getting into all of that and more. But first, I want to thank today's sponsor, because today's episode is brought to you by Primal Origin Oils. Got beard? Get Primal. Stop the edge and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Check out PrimalOriginOils.com to learn more about their full line of beard care products. Use the code Locked On for a 20% discount at checkout. All right, without further ado, it is time to get into a really, really strong victory from the St. Louis Blues. They took on a division rival in the Dallas Stars last night um, and came away with a 4-1 to victory. Riley Damiani started the scoring early for this. Or not early, I should say, but uh, uh, first for the Dallas Stars. The first period was a lot of back-and-forth hockey. Um, Lindgren continued to play strong for the Blues. Um, really shut the door on Dallas in that first period. You know, Dallas had some good opportunities. They really might have been the, the <clears throat> better team in terms of applying pressure in that first period, just, you know, being the home team and having that momentum. The Blues did a good job of weathering the storm early against the Dallas Stars, led by their fourth-string goalie in Charlie Lindgren. Um, just did a really good job of, you know, keeping the Stars at bay, not letting them get any super dangerous scoring opportunities. Uh, and it really showed as the Blues came out of the first period, you know, tied up. Uh, later in the game, a couple minutes to go in this second period, Riley Damiani uh, scores the first goal for the Dallas Stars. You know, nothing you can really do about that. Um, <clears throat> the Blues played the Blues played a strong second period. You know, giving up the first goal was was tough, but I don't really think it was was super deflating for them. And uh, that was pretty evident. You know, upon scoring the the tying goal just a few minutes later, uh, Colton Pareko. Ties it up one to one uh, with just a few minutes left in the second period. Really nice goal from him. Just a uh, real effort goal from Pareko on that one. Uh, Buchnevich slides over to Tarasenko, who fires a puck on net and um, loose puck out front. Colton Pareko just pots it in, you know, finds the loose change and buries it. You know, you know, uh, really nice goal from him. Great awareness, uh, great IQ just being in the right place at the right time and, and sort of getting a garbage goal to open the floodgates for the St. Louis Blues. Now, they didn't really wait long in that third period. Justin Falk made it 2-1 to one, just two minutes in off of a wrist shot, just really took advantage of a, of a broken play um, and was able to score a big goal for the Blues to put them up 2-1. to one. And from then on, you know, the Blues really took control of the game. 
Uh, got a couple power plays late that proved uh, critical. Got a four-minute minor called against them. Uh, when was it Buchnevich who lost a tooth? I can't. I can't remember off the top of my head. I believe it was Buchnevich who got a tooth knocked out of his mouth um, and drew a four-minute minor. Pretty uneventful for the majority of the power play. Obviously, it was good for the Blues to just kill off the um, uh, clock regardless of whether or not they scored. But Ryan O'Reilly comes in with a huge goal late. Uh, sort of a, a weird goal for him there. Um, bounced off a skate and in, but more of just the grinding out uh, style of play that got Pareko his first goal. Uh, strong performance from the Blues all around on that power play, you know, and it paid off at the end with O'Reilly being able to uh, find the back of a net on a weird bouncing puck. Um, that was a really a huge goal for the Blues. Uh, th- at that point, it was tough for the Stars to climb back into the game just because the Blues had taken advantage of getting all the momentum and making the right plays in order to, you know, hold the Stars at bay when they had the momentum and then, you know, getting a couple big power play opportunities late in the in the third period to really put the game away. From then on, you know, the Blues did a good job of just playing their game, not getting too not getting too confident with the lead or anything like that, but not sitting back either as Ivan Barbashev took advantage on another power play, continued his really, really strong offensive season uh, and got a power play or no, sorry, Tarasenko um, got it off of the assist from Barbashev. Um, but Barbashev continues his uh, really strong season with a great pass to Tarasenko, I should say. And um, Tarasenko continues to uh, find the net in the past couple of games. You know, it seems like that one shift, or that one first period where he didn't play a lot, uh, and then talked to Craig Brube, he comes out immediately, scores, and gets an assist. Really motivated him because ever since then he's been playing really strong in the past few games, uh, and it's shown um, that Russian connection. That line is dominant for the St. Louis Blues. I mean, Tarasenko from Barbashev and Buchnevich, Pareko from Tarasenko and Buchnevich, Ryan O'Reilly from Tarasenko and Barbashev. The Russians are just powering the offense for the St. Louis Blues, and that's led by Pavel Buchnevich and his dominant play. He's producing so much offense for the team, even when the points aren't showing up for him. He's still just a dominant player. Um, But the points were there for him last night, and uh, I did pick him for lockdown player of the game, so I'm pretty proud of that selection because he continues to drive the offense for the St. Louis Blues, and last night was one of his better games with them. Um, And I'm looking forward to how seeing how he and the rest of that line can rally in front of Jordan Binnington, who has returned um, for the upcoming game between the Dallas Stars and St. Louis Blues once again, uh, and a couple games moving forward after that as well. But before I get into that, I want to tell you guys about one of our new sponsors, and that is Primal Origin Oils. Now, if you or someone you care about has a beard like me, it needs to get primal. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product, but Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients, And with low impact on our planet, Primal Origin Oils makes bombs, oils, whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel and beard products available. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. The combo kits make a great holiday gift. And if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did. Um, I've been having a lot of trouble with my beard. It gets really itchy ever since I've been growing it out lately. I've been trying to experiment with it. And I've got my hands on some Primal Origin Oils and it's made the itch go away. Um, truly, truly appreciated. Constant annoyance just gone out of my life. It's great. Uh, we know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and the 
feel in beard to the other products you've used. We promise you will see and feel the difference. Remember to use code locked on, gets you 20% off at primaloriginoils.com. Use the code locked on at checkout for 20% off. And before we return, I got to tell you guys about a classic, and that is our good friends over at Built Bar. This holiday season, you can grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar, Built Bar. Filled with so many holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds. Delicious and healthy. Built Bar gives you that extra fuel if you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all those holiday shoppers, or you're just standing in endless shopping lines. Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or purse. You'll never know when you're going to need it. You friends with Santa will tell Santa to throw a few Built Bars in those stockings with so many flavors they'd make anyone's Christmas a happy one. Like some of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays, you can get your hands on the Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate. Tastes so good, you won't believe that they're filled with protein. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. All right, getting back into the action today. Uh, The St. Louis Blues received some good news lately in terms of uh, COVID-related news as Jordan Binnington is going to be returning to the lineup for the Blues after a prolonged absence with a bout of COVID. Um, You know, hopefully, you know, the the effects aren't lingering for him. Uh, You know, that's always a worry that even when these guys come back, it's going to take them a little bit of time to get fully healthy. Uh, We saw that with Jordan, or not Jordan Binnington, Saw that with Ryan O'Reilly earlier in the season. Kind of took him a couple games to get back up to full speed after uh, his return from COVID. Um, So, you know, guy like Jordan Bennington is going to be such a focal point for the Blues. You know, your goalie is always a critical part of your success. So you hope that he can come back in at full speed. But one thing that's going to be really beneficial for him is that it seems like this defense has really started to put things together. and, you know, these last few games, they've been tested a lot. Uh, the defense has definitely been uh, strained uh, early in the season for the Blues. They had some some real struggles at times. It felt like the defense was going to be the Achilles heel of this team, that, you know, the offense was great. And as long as they're putting up the goals that they were putting up, you know, they're going to be able to hang in games. But the defense, you know, having that, that um, weak link of the team in such a drastic sense, allowing – four plus goals a game, just making life really, really difficult for Bennington and who so whenever goalie found their way between the pipes um, was a huge concern for myself. And I know Tommy and a lot of the other fans early on in the season in general, it was just a big stress uh, on you know anyone involved with the team, whether you're playing or watching the defense was, was a weak point. And now all of a sudden, you know, heading into these past few games, starting with almost the Tampa games, I think you could argue the defense played pretty well. Um, it was definitely going to be a huge test for the Blues as soon as Jordan Bennington went down as well, as soon as Justin Falk came out of the lineup. Um, you really got the sense that um, it was going to be do or die team, do or die time for this team. Uh, you know, with Thanksgiving, that that time of the season, um, it is really crucial. You know, you start, you sort of transition from beginning of the season to the meat and potatoes of it. And if you're not contending at that time, it's, it's really hard to climb back into the race, even if you do got 50 ish games to go. You know, you'd love to be in a playoff spot at this point. And having such a crucial time in the season occur at the same time as the Blues are just getting ravaged in terms of health on their roster, um, 
it was going to really put a lot of pressure on the defense. And I think Tommy and I talked about that at the beginning of this recent stretch, that it was going to be do or die time for this team. You know, not only has the defense been struggling, but Justin Falk has been one of the best defenders and Jordan Bennington has been the guy that has, you know, kept this team afloat even when the defense is struggling. So, you know, all eyes went on that group um, as soon as these injuries started happening, as soon as um, all the guys started going down to COVID. Uh, defense just all of a sudden became the focal point and it became, you know, put up or shut up time for them. Maybe a little bit earlier than we have, may have anticipated. We thought, you know, hopefully they'll get it figured out late season playoff time that way. You know, when the final push comes, the defense will be figured out. But no, they kind of had a where we're uh, back up backs up against the wall in terms of being forced to perform. And they absolutely stood up to the task. Um, one pairing I do want to point out about Richard Clay points it out in chat. Uh, Nico Mikola and Colton Pareko really seems like it has been one of the strongest pairings that this team has seen uh, since Alex Petrangelo left. It's been a really consistent pairing. The size and, and just length of those two has been nightmares for opponents. Uh, in terms of slowing them, or in terms of uh, getting space in the offensive zone, just having Pareko and Mikola on either side of the ice just has really prevented teams from getting to the middle, which has helped the um, you know the fourth and fifth string goaltenders thrive whenever that pairing is on the ice. And it also feels like it's gotten Pareko a little bit of freedom to um, play a little bit more offensively as well, as we know that he's capable of doing with Mikola locking it down defensively. We've seen Pareko stepping up into the play a little bit more, got him a goal last night against Dallas. So all in all, that pairing has been really strong, but I just think the defense in general has gotten a lot more comfortable. And even Justin Falk um, looked pretty comfortable last night as well, which, you know, like I was saying with Bennington, you know, you always worry whenever a guy's coming back from COVID that they're going to be a little bit, a little bit of a step behind or what have you. But Falk, you know, comes in and immediately makes an impact. gets a goal. Um, Huge from him. He's been one of the best players defensively for this team. And then, the defense being shored up just allows those guys to have a little bit more freedom and have a little bit more confidence offensively. You know, when you're not worried that the that the defensive system is falling apart, um, the defenseman can you know step up and, and join the rush and pinch a little bit more. Um, and we saw it make a, made a huge impact. You know, defensive scoring was one of the biggest strengths for the Blues um, in their cup winning season, especially in that playoff run as well. They had a lot of production from their defense. I think in the regular season that year they were. Um, in like in top of the league in terms of however many defensemen they had with 10 plus goals, which is uh, something to be proud of. And it clearly works for them. And I think early in the season, that was something that was lacking for the blues was production from their defensemen in terms of, you know, goal scoring and assists. Um, the forward core was doing more than enough scoring, but at the same time, you looked at this defense, you looked at guys like Tori Krug, Justin Paul, Colton Breco, and you just say, Hey, you know, it's great to see the forwards doing as well, but they're not carrying their weight as much offensively. And what happens when this forward core goes cold? You know, what happens when the goals stop coming from the forwards? You're going to need your defense to pitch in. And sure enough, um, the tying and go-ahead goal were scored by two of the top defensemen on the St. Louis Blues in Colton Pareko and Justin Falk. So just really, really encouraging signs. Um, if you're someone like myself who has been concerned about this Blues defense, because not only did they do a good job of just keeping the Blues afloat, um, during these past few games where the pressure has been on them, they kind of stepped up to the plate and exceeded expectations. You know, the, de- the way that the defense has played now in comparison to when we were really, you know, raising the raising red flags about the state of the defense of this team, you know, saying they need to make a trade, which I still think would be beneficial, but not nearly as drastic um, of a need as I thought it once was. And, you know, adversity has, has a, a funny way of bringing that out of teams, you know, teams can rise up to the occasion and, Oftentimes it forces you to look your your biggest flaws in the face, and that was the defense for the Blues. And 
whatever happened, whatever it may have been, just righted the ship for them absolutely through and through. And I'm hoping that once this team gets fully healthy, you know, that trend continues and the offense continues to roll because if the, if the offense gets fully healthy, um, Bennington gets back in net and the team continues to play with as much momentum and confidence as they did last night against Dallas. And just in previous games, when they have been so short staffed, I, the potential of this team is through the roof. Um, the things that they could pull off this season, you know, after going through that adversity is, is the sky is the limit, you know? So I'm really, really excited. I think the seeds have been planted for an exciting second, you know, or second two thirds of the season, second and third of the season. I can't talk. I'm in the middle of final season. My brain is fried. Um, that being said though, it's going to be, uh, an exciting time to be a blues fan. You know, this roster is coming back together finally, uh, after a couple weeks of just disaster you know still a long way to go still got to get Kairu thomas back in the lineup um among lots of other guys peron bozak etc etc so you know a couple steps away from fully healthy roster but if the blues can continue this momentum it's going to be a really exciting time uh, that being said we are reaching the third segment of today's episode so before we get into that i want to tell you guys about bet online bet online has you covered for all your all season for more props odds and lines than ever before as football season can BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to receive that bonus. For basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts, and I'll be right back. Looking forward at the next stretch of games for the St. Louis Blues. What are the keys for them sort of carrying this momentum um, and not getting a little bit too ahead of themselves, you know, with the lineup getting fully healthy, with guys getting back? It would be a little bit easy to kind of take your foot off the gas and say, all right, we, get, we don't have to work as hard. You know, we're getting big names back into the lineup, getting guys back into this roster that can really play and, and sort of take the pressure off, which on one hand, that's true. The pressure is definitely going to be a little bit lighter on the Blues. Now the Jordan Bennington is back and Justin Falk is back and guys are getting back into this lineup, but you can't really use it as an excuse to, you know, take your foot off the gas. Like I said, um, if you're the blues, you got to use this as an opportunity to harness the momentum that you've had this last few games and, and say, okay, how can we play even better with Justin Falk and Jordan Bennington? Let's take this defense that we've been, you know, allowing guys like Charlie Lindgren to pitch near shutouts and John Gillies to make 35 saves. No offense to those guys. I'm sure they're great goalies, you know, or they are great goalies. We know that for a fact. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, is this defense was the first uh, and primary thing that allowed the goaltenders to have as much comfort and as much success as they've been having. So if they can take that success and take that quality of play and have that same performance in front of Jordan Bennington, he is going to you know, tear up the second half of the season or the second two thirds of this season. Um, it's it's exciting to think about that. But at the same time, you know, we've definitely seen the defense play a little bit tighter in front of Huso than in front of Bennington, I think, um, in general this season before the injuries went down. That being said, they played a little bit more of a structured game in front of Huso. So, you know, it doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean they played better. They just played a little bit more risky in front of Bennington. So, you know, I worry that the defense will get lose a little bit of that identity when Bennington comes back. Maybe think that they can take a few more risks offensively and, and allow Bennington to face an extra breakaway or a two-on-one here and there. But with the way that they've been playing, you know, over these past stretch of games, I think it would be pretty hard for them to revert back to that so quickly, you know, because it's not like uh, when you're switching between Bennington and Huso, you know, where you got one guy one night, two nights later, you're playing in front of another one. They've had um, the third, fourth, fifth string goalie in the pipes for them. 
uh, for the past two and a half weeks, pretty much. So this team is used to playing in front of, um, you know, deeper down in the rotation goaltenders. So it should be instilled in their in their game plan a little bit more than usual. Uh, so that being said, if they can take that game plan and apply it to Jordan Bennington uh, and play in front of him like that, they're going to have a lot of success in these next few weeks. Um, some big games coming up. You know, obviously Dallas, again, is going to be a tough opponent. Um, they always are. Uh, I, I think they played a little bit better than the score looked. I think just late in the game, it got away from them. Uh, Winnipeg after that in a matinee game on Sunday, huge game division opponent. Ottawa, another team that's been pretty, that been you know kind of sneaky decent this year, and then Toronto after that, which is a really really difficult opponent, and then Edmonton in the next week. So the Blues have their work cut out for them certainly moving forward. Um, I'm looking forward to it though. You know, with this team building back up to full health, like I've been saying, the sky is the limit with the way that they've been playing against really good teams with limited rest, with you know 17 guys on their roster or the fourth string goalie, the fifth string goalie. Um, eight defensemen, seven defensemen. It seems like every single piece of adversity that the Blues have faced over the past three, two weeks, um, they have taken with a full head of steam and just dominated. You know, they haven't they haven't let it bend or break them at all. They've had points in six straight games, and all six of those games have been unique and adverse in their own way. So, you know, when they start being able to look at games with a close to fully healthy or, you know, dare I say, fully healthy roster, you have these past six games to look back on and say, all right, even if we are playing the Florida Panthers, the Tampa Bay Lightning, whatever, what have you, we played better team or we played the same teams or, you know, we played good teams with a much difficult, more difficult situation facing us. And we were still able to come through and get wins or get points. The blues can look at the last six games, you know, Craig Berube, uh, Ryan O'Reilly, whoever it may be, can look at the last six games whenever the team's in a rut and say, remember, remember middle or beginning of December when we were playing with shortened rosters and going through all this and John Gilly started a game for us, this and that, and we still came away with victories against some really, really good teams, then we can certainly win this game in whatever, February with a, a healthy roster, you know, just to throw out a hypothetical out there. These past six games that the Blues played are going to be so, so crucial for the development of the team this year. It is going to motivate them and it's going to plant the seeds for a successful remainder of the season. I am really, really excited. I was on the fence for this team. Um, I think leading up into uh, this injury chaos that we've seen. And I think Tommy and I both pretty much acknowledged that it was going to be sink or swim for the Blues. Um, not only with the injuries, but with the stretch of games that they were having, starting with those two Tampa games. Uh, and they have risen to the occasion without a doubt. They have impressed me. They've impressed Tommy. I think I hope they've impressed anyone listening at home because I am on board with the team this year. I really think they can make some noise in the playoffs. It feels different than the past two seasons where we did well in the regular season and it just floundered out in the playoffs. This feels like a different team. Feels like a different vibe. Feels like it has a little bit more magic and chemistry than in previous seasons. So I'm looking forward to that. But that is all the time we have today here on the Lockdown Blues podcast. So thanks everyone so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. That way you never miss a new upload. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube and that notification bell. That way whenever we upload or go live with these episodes, you can join us and hop in the chat like Richard Clay and JTAP. Uh, make sure you follow all of our socials, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook at Lockdown Blues. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. I'm getting so much better with this pointing thing on YouTube. I can point at my, my little username without even hesitation now look at that i'm a pro um thanks everyone so much for listening make sure you follow me on twitter at josh hyman nhl follow tommy on twitter at t welcher 15 wish him wish him well because he's like i said a little sick right now so uh he'd appreciate some support 
Uh, that being said, thanks everyone so much for listening. And as always, let's